Hey, welcome to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We are so pumped that you're tuning into this podcast. It has been designed for people just like you. We want to do life with you. Share our wins, our defeats, our ups and our downs in hopes that you'll grow closer to God and to the people that you love in your life. Sit back and enjoy today's podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. I got a great friend of mine in the house with me today, none other than the best-selling author by faith in Jesus' name, fastest growing church in America before the pandemic, after the pandemic, my good friend Stephen Chandler. What's up, homie? What's going on, man? It's good good to be with you. Good, good to be with you as well, man. Um, You got a new book. Got a new book. Stop waiting for permission. And I want you to tell me a little bit about, um, why'd you write this, man? What this is about? Well, so... We were we were friends at the time. Mm-hmm. I was um, five years into ministry, mm-hmm. and the church had not grown in two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And bro, I was ready to quit. Yeah. I was just like, you know, all the insecurity that comes when your dreams aren't coming to pass. Right. So I'm just like, man, you know, maybe I'm not the guy. Maybe I'm not gifted. Maybe there's not what God's called me to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to find it out, man. I'm like, talk to a big church in town. Can y'all take us on as a campus? Can somebody else come you pastor this? I was trying to get out. And yo, God, God would not let me out for nothing. Oh, what? Like we preach about how God will open doors. We don't talk about how he'll close doors oh, and lock right. you in a room. Right. You ain't getting out of this. And, you know, we all know this in hindsight. But in the moment, I'm just like mm-hmm. going through it. But in hindsight, God said, man, I got to do more in you mm-hmm. before I can do something through you. Oh, wow. So when I couldn't get out of it and God finally built my faith back to where it needed to be, I started to get around mm-hmm. some great men and women of God and mm-hmm. pastors that were building churches that were ahead of me, unpack this and unpack that and all that other good stuff. And I realized there was some major things I was doing wrong okay, and I was missing uh-huh. in accomplishing all that God had for me. Like, for example, I did not know what my, not spiritual gift, but my natural gifting is. Everybody okay. has a spiritual gift, uh-huh. but everybody has a natural gift. I call it your unique genius. Okay. That is your performance advantage uh-huh. over everybody else. And if you don't maximize. mind, what is what is your natural gift? So I have a, my spiritual gift is wisdom. Okay. And it manifests in the natural. Oh. I'll say it this way. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. Uh, I wouldn't re- have guessed that. Reverse engineering. Okay. So here's what that means. I can look at success uh-huh. and my the way my brain just works, I can just backtrack the steps uh-huh. from where that success is to where the starting point is. So, and that's your natural gifting? Natural gifting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's just an analytical engineer's type of mind. My brain just works in steps, in formulas. Every From when I read scripture to when I look at success, uh-huh. my brain just turns it into a formula, turns it into step one, step two, step three, A plus B equals C type of deal. That's awesome. What is your greatest With weakness you, you feel like? Oh my gosh. Um probably discipline. Yeah. Which I don't uh, that's not a gifting. I don't uh-huh. think people are gifted with discipline. I think it's something they develop and yeah. grow and yeah. all that. But I am weirdly enough, I'm a creative. Okay. So I am I'm a free spirit. I'm a floater. I'm a let's go where with the wind is blowing and all that kind of stuff. And uh-huh. you know, in leadership, you can be creative, but if you're inconsistent, right, it people can't follow inconsistency. Yeah. They need that yeah. consistency. So anyway, the book is what I learned on that journey okay. of here are the steps to mm-hmm. maximizing all the potential mm-hmm. that God's placed inside of you. And it's not just luck. Mm-hmm. It's not just that one person was more favored by God than somebody else. They actually took 
trackable steps mm-hmm. to get to where they are in their ministry, in their marriage, in their money, right. in their faith, in every single area of their lives. So the book is, hey, here's step-by-step guide mm-hmm. to maximizing any area of your life. That's awesome. I haven't read it yet, but I am looking forward to Come it. Come on now. I hope it irritates you. Ah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it because you're a successful person mm-hmm. and successful people always drop keys. Mm-hmm. And um, I think mentorship is important. Yeah. And sometimes you don't really even have to be in the same room to be mentored. If you get a hold of somebody's book. It's as podcast, if you had a week with them. Yeah. yeah. So you have all a decade or more of your life's experiences on this couple hundred page yeah. book or however yeah. long it is. 214 pages. 214. You know, you know, because you had to read the oh, audio, audio book. Like, listen, I've written a book before, by the way, as well. Come on now. About as reading the audio heaven, book. Let's go. <laughs> There's a chapter in there about being an aggressive learner. Okay, talk to where me. Where I'm, I'm going to irritate some Christians. Uh-huh. But I started talking about P. Diddy. Okay. And uh, his story is wild. Yeah, yeah. He stalked Heavy D for a year and a half for one conversation. That seems like P. Diddy. Yeah, oh yeah. Would do. Got the convo and then stalked him for another year uh-huh. just to get Heavy D to keep his word because yeah. he said he was going to introduce him to the CEO of the record company, Andre Harrell. Right. After he finally meets Andre, he interns for the record company for two and a half years for free. I've seen that. He went yeah. to Howard University, yeah. so he's in D.C. Yeah. Monday through Thursday, jump on the train, come back up to New York, uh-huh. uh, New York Thursday through Sunday. After two and a half years, internship is over. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was over after a year. Mm-hmm. And he said, can I still stay and work for free? Mm-hmm. After two and a half years, the talent agent at the mm-hmm. record company quit. Mm-hmm. And Andre Harrell said, Diddy, you don't got a shot. I'm not hiring you. Mm-hmm. Diddy said, cool, can I do it for free until you find a replacement? He's dropping some wisdom keys here. Watch this. He's doing it for free. Uh-huh. He meets an unknown artist named Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. The rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. And and just to see, and that's that. I have a lot of people that are learners, but they're not aggressive. Right. Oh, can I trash university for a second? That's what that story sounds like. Yeah. Somebody it's that the, had crazy perseverance. Aggressive side. Aggressive. Listen, when you're in school, Grit. nothing against school. I got my degree and uh-huh. ran for my life. Right. But you're you're forced to learn when you're in college. Right. Classes at this time, the test is at this time. You don't have to be aggressive. You just have to do what you're told. Right. But when you're outside of a university setting, the professor is not in his office. Yeah. There's no office hours. Yeah. There's and, and, and I say it this way. People that are successful, mm-hmm. they know how to work a crumb. Right. Think about the woman who needed her daughter healed. And, mm-hmm. and Jesus said, uh, bread, cho- bread is the children. What is healing is the children's bread. Mm-hmm. And she said, Lord, but even the crumbs mm-hmm. are left for the dog. She said, I don't need a whole loaf of bread. Right. I just need a crumb and I can get a miracle out of crumb. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, you're, you're outrageously successful God's done great things through your life you've got people coming up to you say pastor can I take you out to lunch pastor can I do this it's not that you don't want to right. it's just like man I've got so many responsibilities wife, kids, ministry you know, I just can't Yeah, yeah. If, if you're gonna grow you, I don't need a lunch Right. I could take that one little insight you gave into your life through your message yeah. and work that I remember Pastor Craig Rochelle posted a video of his sermon prep. Uh I mean, I'm talking about Instagram reel. It was like up 5 a.m. And I screenshotted this reel. Uh And I looked at the snacks he was eating. Uh I saw his vision board behind him with the upcoming sermon series. I saw all his commentary. I'm just a little weird like that. And I picked apart just this one reel. I got me the commentaries. (laughs) I put my sermon board up just like him. I can't eat the snacks that he eat. They taste nasty. But But that's the thing I love about you. You're You're a real learner. Yeah. Teachable, real learner, a life learner. I've seen you go from small church 
not being known by many people to very well known with big church. And it, it has to be that tenacity to go out and learn. Can you, what is, what, what, what is your mindset on that? Well, first of all, I hate my journey. You hate it? <laughs> I wish I was overnight success. And you know, I've, I've learned. <laughs> the funny thing is, is people want to be like you. Listen. But you hate the journey. <laughs> Because to everybody else on the outside, it seems like it happens fast. But well, to you, you're like, I've been grinding at because, this for a decade. Because most of it happened, you know, on the backside of the desert. Right. You weren't there, so you didn't see. Yeah. But uh, this ain't this ain't new. I've, yeah. I've been doing this for, I mean, 17 years plus. Yeah. But w what I learned was two things. Um, one, tenacity. Mm -hmm. One, resilience. Mm -hmm. Just don't quit. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is part of the call on God in my life is to help other people maximize their potential. Okay. And I'm um, getting in trouble. Okay. Get in trouble. Go ahead. Think about all the greatest athletes, uh -huh. the worst coaches, mm -hmm. Jordan, mm -hmm. Isaiah, mm -hmm. Larry. Mm -hmm. I mean, trash because they were so talented. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to learn team ball. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to learn. And because one of the calls of God on my life is mm -hmm. to be a teacher, mm -hmm. to be a developer, to release people into their purpose, mm -hmm. God was kind of like, Stephen, you've got to hit every growth barrier there is because you'll never be able to help other is people. Is that what's going on in my life? Listen. I'm just like, God. <laughs> you know, they say, you know, 100 is growth barrier, 250, 500,000. Right. I've hit every last one of them, man. I have, I mean, I have not blown through any growth barrier. Man, barrier. I just feel like somebody's like, you are lying because your growth trajectory seems astronomical and so abnormal yeah, yeah. that there are so many pastors out there just wishing. Let me not be mean, but let uh -huh. me just help some pastors out because there's some things I'm doing that they're not. Okay. Talk to me about uh, that. Uh, this, this is a shameless plug. Mm -hmm. There's a chapter in the book. Okay. Um, one of the biggest things that I see that I do that a lot of pastors don't is I take big risk. Mm. And I know how to take a risk. Okay. Like you, 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 you will not accomplish anything great in your marriage, in your money, in raising your without taking a leap of faith. Yeah. And leaps of faith is not foolishness. It's not presumption. Mm -hmm. It's perhaps I think God can do something great in this. Yeah. So I'm going to take a major step. So we had a church of 400 people five minutes outside of Baltimore City. Right. God told me to move it 35 minutes away, close to D.C. Right. I didn't know if those people were coming, but we took that leap of faith. Mm -hmm. We launched a campus 35 minutes away, not knowing are people going to watch mm -hmm. uh, the message on, on live stream in a region that just doesn't have a lot of multi-site churches. Mm -hmm. Took that risk. And so there's a couple things. How do I take a risk? Right. Um, you, you never take a risk that can result in bankruptcy. Okay. That's that's a big deal. Somebody might want to write that down. Listen, <laughs> don't take a risk that'll cause right. you to lose everything. That's foolishness. Right. So, for example, we would look to hire new staff, uh -huh. but our income wasn't to the place where we could afford the new staff. But I felt like, man, if I get this worship pastor, if I get this associate pastor, it's going to result in growth. So what do we do? We saved up a year of their salary okay. and put it in savings. Come on, man. So even though our weekly income wasn't to the place to be able to cover their salary, we had their salary in savings. Okay, I get it. So, so you're saying that you had it for a year so that it would allow you to step out in big faith. Absolutely. And then God would increase you to where the next year... Yeah, and I mean, if someone's uh -huh. going to come, they're risking the income of their family right. on the vision that I say I have. It's irresponsible to ask somebody to take a risk with their family, mm -hmm. and you, you, you can't be assured that I'm going to be able to provide. Wow. So my deal was, I've got your, your salary, a year of it, in savings. Yeah. If you don't produce growth in this church in the next year, <laughs> it's a different conversation anyway. So <laughs> right, right. You, you make, so, Amazing. So that's Amazing. one thought. Okay. Another thought is, don't, and that's wisdom. Okay. Don't ignore the peace of God. Okay. 
um, godly counsel. Uh-huh. Man, every time I've made a big risk, you know, we've merged. Mm-hmm. Our church used to be Destiny Church, and we merged with I-5 City, Pastor Jimmy and Irene Rollins. Just, I mean, salt of the earth, amazing people. When I tell you I called so many spiritual father and mothers, yeah. can, can, do you have a piece about this? What do you think? Not just, so yes, we do have a piece about it. Okay, uh-huh. talk me through the process. Right. The step one, step two, uh-huh. so do you have a piece about this? Everybody thinks they're a genius and they want to do it without can, any can wisdom. Can we park there for a moment? So you call other people oh, yeah. because it just seems like, you know, you're a grown man, you got your own business, you got your own family. Do you I need, really need to call other people? But I think that's a principle yeah, that you if, if, if you want to be a train wreck, do it by yourself. Okay. But when you get around really successful people, yeah. you find out the best of the best uh-huh. are constantly bringing in wisdom all around you uh-huh. because a truly successful person understands I have an outrageous gifting in one area right. and I've got blind spots in all the other areas. Come on, man. Like nobody is outrageously gifted right. in every, if you're a strategist, right. you're probably not very empathetic. Right. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Mm-hmm. So you got the greatest game plan and your team hates you. Right, right. <laughs> You've got to get somebody that can feel yeah. the emotions of other people. Hey, <laughs> let's let's soften this up or let's, let's So what would you suggest to a person who has those extreme sides and that's why they're a great leader, but then they have extreme blind spots as well? Don't you be would the, staff the weakness or what would Don't you be the emperor with no clothes. Like uh-huh. be the leader uh-huh. that's correctable. Yeah. Allow the people you lead uh-huh. to say, hey, I think we're off on this. Yeah. Hey, I think we're missing. Yeah. So I, I, I demonstrate this for my staff, and I was kind of getting on them because they see me demonstrate them, but they're not, they're not picking up the example. Mm-hmm. We have three services on Sunday, so I preach three times a Sunday. After first service, I'll sit in front of the, uh, my, my executive pastors and all that mm-hmm. in between. Okay, guys, what didn't land right? Mm-hmm. What needs to change? Right. What? And that's different, especially in our community. Mm-hmm. The man of God heard from God. Right. You don't ever correct right, right. the message. That's yeah. what God said. No, no. 75% of the message, I'm trying to be generous. It's not that much. Uh-huh. 75% of the message is God. Uh-huh. And 25% of the message is Stephen. Yeah, yeah. And Stephen gets it wrong sometimes. Yeah, what I think yeah. is a joke, sometimes it's a little harsh. <laughs> and I'm, hey guys, did the jokes land well? What, what, right. Did I dance too close to the political line and I need to come back and yeah, say white yeah. people too much or black people too much? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. You said something about old people here recently and I was like, okay. Right. That's a little edgy. That's a little, That's a little edgy. edgy. A little edgy, but it's all right. Cause yeah. you know how to clean it up. Yeah. You're a trained community. Yeah. So yeah. So be coachable. <laughs> I'll give you one last thing on taking risk. Okay. Understand the trajectory of a risk. I have an economics background and kind of the whole business world. And there's something in the economics world called the S curve. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not going to be able to see it. If you're watching us, I'm going to kind of draw it. It's you launch mm-hmm. a new product, mm-hmm. you take a risk, you get married, you have a new kid or whatever, maybe. Mm-hmm. And from that launch period, it's instantly uh, diminishing returns. Okay. Like every time you launch something new, it's going to be bad. Okay. As in this new season, you're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And after it's you're figuring it out, it bottoms out mm-hmm. and then it begins to go to a season of growth. Yeah. After the season of growth is exponential growth. Mm-hmm. Now, we get excited because that's what we all want. We want right. to launch and then triple, double, and all that. I don't feel like the story's over yet. Come on. Here's what we don't know about exponential growth. Uh-huh. Exponential growth always breaks systems. Yeah. 
because the systems that we had were not built for exponential growth. They were built for the last season. Okay. So we're all partying about the growth, mm -hmm. not realizing that we're about to plateau right. because our system, and at the plateau period, uh -huh. if we don't take a new risk, okay. change something and do another, then we start going into free fall. Ooh. And here's what a lot of leaders do. When oh, we good. go into free fall, we say that last risk didn't work. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to the last place that, that we felt safe. That worked. And that's called a doom loop. Okay. Where the second that risk feels ten tension, uh -huh. you abandon it and you instead of understanding all that growth broke my systems, I knew new systems, I need to take a new launch. So when you understand uh -huh. that, Every leap of faith is not going to work out. I'm going to mess with you in the first six to 18 months. Uh -huh. Like you launch a new campus, mm -hmm. we merge with another church, you, whatever it may be. It'll be, it won't be bad. Right. But you're not going to see the exponential growth for the first 16 to 18 but months. People need to hear that. Pastors need but to hear that. Business need to hear it. Yeah. And you feel like a failure, but you're just a part of a normal yeah. growth cycle. Come on. You earn real estate. Mm -hmm. All these little Instagram real estate agents lying, talking about <laughs> they were closing 250 deals right. from day one. Right. No, you were not. Right. Nobody trusted you back then. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're not honest about the journey and the pain of your success, uh -huh. it discourages people that are started on their journey right. because it's such a gap. Yeah, yeah. So good, man. So good. Mm -hmm. So what's the spirit behind the message? Um, if you had to give me one thing that's like, hey, this is what the main takeaway is. If I had to talk about one thing from my book, it would be what? I'm like, Jesus, here's the two things. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing is this. Stop playing it small. Uh-huh. You're made in the image Come of God, yeah. and a great God can't make small people. Yeah. Don't be ashamed. Here, here's, here's the story of the book. James and John's mother comes uh -huh. to Jesus and said, can my son sit on your right and your left? Uh -huh. Jesus never rebuked them for their ambition. Mm -hmm. He just rebuked them for wanting to do it the world's way. Mm. And he said, hey, you want to be great? Let me teach you how. Make yourself servants of all. Come on. So bit one, believe for greatness and nothing short of that because that is the heart of God. Mm -hmm. And then two, don't wait for somebody to open a door for you. Mm -hmm. Don't make wait for somebody to king you. Mm -hmm. God's giving you all the steps that you need mm -hmm. to maximize the season that you're in. That is rich. That is rich. Come on. Well, thank you, man. I think um, that was a blessing to mm -hmm. me. And so, Stephen, you the man. I love One you. of the greatest um, leaders that I know, mm -hmm. without question. I'm not saying that because you're my friend. I'm not saying that because you're right here or I paid you to say it. <laughs> I'm saying it the checks in the mail. It is true. Yeah. And I want to thank you. And I want to encourage everybody who's watching this to grab hold of this book. Stop mm -hmm. waiting for permission by Stephen Chandler Ford by John Maxwell. Come on. Now. You know, it's good if John Maxwell put his name. Listen, on so. I'm grateful for him. <laughs> I love you, man. I love your family. Keep killing it. And uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to doing life with Ken and Tabitha. We'll see you soon.